Hello, everybody. Welcome back to It Is What It Is podcast. I'm your host, Cody Kelly. Uh, We will be covering in this segment uh, Chicago politics, business, investments, and we will end it uh, with sports. I look forward uh, to engaging in these interesting topics uh, with you. Stay tuned. One of my favorite magazines is Cranes Magazines. I try to keep um, uh, my nose to the ground and really abreast of what's going on in the city of Chicago. Uh, I think it's important for all of us uh, to be aware uh, from a uh, not just sociological point, but an economical point and a political point. Uh, Greg Hines, um, uh, awesome contributor uh, of Cranes Magazine, uh, states that a coalition of a cooperative paradigm between Chicago and Illinois has to happen. Uh, he goes on to write that there is an outline and an, an agenda, really a vision uh, by Mayor Lightfoot and Governor J.B. Prisker. Uh, one of the things he that is uh, he illustrates in his write-up is that the city uh, is considering uh, pinch, uh, taxing uh, pensions as a short-term solution uh, that could possibly raise uh a billion dollars uh, mm-hmm. but apparently um, there's been some pushback on this the reality is it, when it comes to people's retirement um, to get this pushed through you would need a passage of state legislation um, and it's supposed to only tax retirement income of above a hundred thousand and this is um, I have to give some type of pushback on this I think when individuals save uh, and they have created a nest egg. Um, I don't think that's punishable. I don't. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that taxation is punishable. But I'm very leery of retirement income, like savings account. Like you worked hard, you already paid taxes on the income you received, and then you're taxed for having savings. Uh, it seems like you're trying to, uh, you know, get water out of dry places. If it Obviously, we have this pension uh, epidemic. Uh, We need to raise funds. I think, obviously, everybody's on board with increasing uh, or finding more paths uh, to tax revenue, finding more paths of income uh, coming into the state. Um, But you cannot uh, penalize citizens uh, from acquiring certain things. Uh, Solutions have to be holistically implemented, and you have to look at it long term. Uh, I think there's uh, some other focuses that we could really put our minds to. One of the things uh, that is outlined, which I really like, uh, Mayor Lightfoot uh, has illustrated the five-point plan, uh, focusing the first thing is on rebranding the city uh, by becoming a global magnet. I totally believe in this. I believe Chicago is an amazing city. Uh, Chicago can attract some of the best talent. It already has the best talent in it, uh, in my personal opinion. Uh, and there has to be a refocus uh of the city and it, its meaning, its identity. Uh, Chicago has always been a city of two tails. You've had those who have and those who have not. And the 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 city that gets highlighted is really both extremes. You hear uh, of the worst. It seems like every major network has this show about how dangerous uh, Chicago is. If it's the red line, if it's Chicago PD, if it's Chicago Fire. Uh, it seems like there's always a show illustrating the negativity that happens in the city, but at the same time, there's always this uh, overglossed feel of uh, what Chicago is. You think of the Magnificent Mile, you think of Harry Carey, you think of the Cubs, um, you know, Bill Murray, you think of uh, of this, this city that is just um, 
on one hand, suffering from uh, this epidemic of just uh, depravity, and then on another hand, is, extreme, is enjoying extreme prosperity. And the reality is both is happening. And there has to be a common ground. There has to be a solution. Uh, the city has historically uh, done things to benefit uh, some of his other wealthier pockets at the disadvantage of others, uh, primarily communities of color. Uh, so I do believe in the rebranding of the city. I do believe that we have to start there. I do believe one of the things uh, Mayor Lightfoot has put out is talking about uh, redoing of the city's flag. Um, that is an interesting thing, starting with the symbolic gesture to create uh, change uh, from the ground up or, or in this case, maybe top down. I don't know if the city's flag carries any uh, historical significance um, maybe that might be a, a piece that is left alone, but I do believe that you could enhance it. I do believe that, um, there is nostalgia and then there is the idea of the sacred. Uh, and when it comes to, uh, flags or, uh, things to represent state identity, it, it can be changed. You can evolve. Uh, it does not take away from what the city is to a lot of people. Uh, but I think you do have to periodically uh, see how we can enhance the message. Um, aggressively, uh, one of the points is aggressively enticing conventions. I think it's hard. Uh, I know we have a lot of uh, labor contract disputes. Uh, Chicago is a very expensive city to live in. It's hard to attract uh, conventions to come. You think of hotel lodging. You think of uh, the space needed. You think of the access and the ease of commuting. Uh, there is an infrastructure that needs to happen uh, within the city. Uh, so that needs to be a focus. Uh, create urban beauty. One of them is she talks about experiential effects, creating uh, Instagrammable moments or selfie uh, sites. Uh, I do believe that we need urban beauty. I do believe there is a lot of dilapidated property and just uh, areas and pockets of the city that need a, a, a regloss, not in the uh, what I would call the negative aspects or the oversimplification of gentrification. But I do believe that all in all, uh, the city does need to go through a polishing uh, and an, a true development. Uh, we cannot be a 21st century city uh, with 19th century problems um, or 20th century problems. We really have to focus on the solution for the whole. Uh, and just execute. I, I think, you know, I, I think we're living in the age of ideological symbolism. I think we live in the age of of, of this this kind of uh, high uh, philosophical overtone. But I really think when it comes down to it, people just want to see execution. Uh, so I give a thumbs up to the city's um, plan. Um, shout out to Greg Hines. Um, great job covering this. Um, and I think the city is on the right track. Uh, for future improvement. All right, time to talk about the business. So in uh, Chicago business, we're looking at uh, one of the uh, kind of uh, front runners, larger employers, United Continental, uh, the airline has gained altitude uh, in this first half, reporting higher first quarter revenue and profit. It's up 3.1% in growth and valuation of a stock price. Uh, I really believe in the power investments. I'm not here to endorse any um, stock, any equity, any security. I uh, don't want to get in trouble with the SEC. Uh, but I, I do believe that you have to take control over your financial future. Uh, some awesome 
platforms that you know I like and I use um, that have been um, an aid. M1, Robinhood, Coinbase are a few. Uh, you have some other ones like Aid Trader. Um, it just kind of depends on uh, your level of um, skill and investment, uh, the features that you're looking for, and really what are you trying to get out of it. Each one kind of has its its niche, uh, and I would really encourage you to do your research. Uh, a, a stock that's kind of when I always kind of look at undervalued stocks. Uh, I was reading a report on Yahoo Finance, uh, and it quoted Warren Buffett, and he said that really the key is to uh, buy low, sell high. That's an obvious old uh, adage when it comes to investment, but really looking at undervalued stocks. He says when stocks get to a certain price and they're too high, a lot of the gain that you could potentially get from it has already been uh, assessed. So, you know, one of the stocks is uh, NIO. This is a uh, New York Stock Exchange symbol. Uh, it is a, uh, it's kind of like the uh, Chinese uh, Uber. Uh, in a sense, uh, as far as ride sharing, uh, it's also going into the uh, it's going into the automated field. Uh, it's really high tech, uh, but it is uh, almost their version of Uber. Their shares are averaging about, I would say, three uh, three dollars and fifty cents. Uh, but it's been up um, recently, especially over the last six days. So, I mean, I, I would say I'm not saying this is a great buy. I'm not saying it's something that should be totally deleted from your catalog. But I'm saying if you're trying to build a quick, fast portfolio and have quantity, um, I think this is a good start. There's no telling uh, when this could split or it merges with another company. The valuation of the stock price goes up. But it's so low right now, I think it's at minimum risk. So the to me, anything that would inject growth uh, could be aided in super... Uh, beneficial. So check out NIO. Like I said, I don't endorse any stock. I'm not getting paid by them. I wish I was. If they want to give me a call, they wouldn't do it here because I got to find all the rules and regulations to it. Uh, but uh, just check it out. See if it works for you. I, I think you have to do your research with every investment low, kind of what is bringing in and total revenue. Uh, kind of look at the five-year uh, spread. This has not been uh, open for five years. I think it is IPO released last year, I want to say. Uh, so this, you know, you have uh, some historical data, but not a lot to compare it to, uh, but definitely something you want to look at. Uh, so check out NIO, uh, guys, when you get a chance. So the landscape of the NBA has changed a lot in the last 24 hours. Kawhi and Paul George going to the Clippers makes things look completely different. It completely balances the power of the NBA now. For the last probably seven or eight years, we've all we've always known that the Warriors were going to be there for the last four years in the finals. And prior to that, that the Heat or whatever team LeBron James was on was going to the finals. But now there's a handful of teams that can legitimately compete. In L.A., you have both the Lakers and Clippers. Up in Northern California, you still got the Warriors. I think they'll be all right once Clay comes back. He should be back around February after the uh, knee injury. You got Denver, a young powerhouse that's on the up and up. You've got out east, you've got Milwaukee, and you've got Philadelphia. And that's pretty much it. I'm interested to see where Russell Westbrook ends up in the next coming weeks. All right, you just heard TJ's overview of the NBA landscape. I have to agree uh, with one of my favorite Kappas uh, that the NBA has shifted. Uh, shifted dramatically 
Toronto lost power. L.A. gained substantial power. Both teams, Milwaukee kind of stayed stagnant. Bulls kind of increased a little bit with Kobe White. Um, the Boston Celtics, surprisingly to me, are a better team now that Kyrie isn't there. I've been looking at Taco Falls. The man can dunk without jumping. Uh, you know, I know it's it's kind of a guard era, but, you know, uh, right now he is dominant. I really think, you know, he can bring back the big man. Uh, I have with me a very special guest. You can follow him at Marno's. Uh, check out his podcast uh, when he he you know when it comes to sports he really knows uh, that's that's his adage I call him the black woes uh, we're gonna get into it right here Mar tell me about the Russell Westbrook trade it just happened break it down for me uh, thank you again Cody for having me on your podcast it is what it is follow me at Mar knows so Russell Westbrook went to well, went back, reunited, and it feels so good with Houston and his buddy James Harden, who they went to the finals with. So, Woj, uh, OKC traded Russell Westbrook to Houston Rockets for Chris Paul. First round picks for 2024, 2026, pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. So, here's my opinion. I think the Houston Rockets just got a steal from the Oklahoma City Thunder. They did not give up Clint Capella. They did not give up P.J. Tucker. They did not give up Eric Gordon. They didn't even give up Austin Rivers. They didn't give up nobody. They gave up Chris Paul, an aging, miniature, you know, smaller guard, 36. He doesn't get along with teammates. Nobody really likes him. He didn't like, he didn't like Blake Griffin. They kicked him out of Clipperland. They didn't like New Orleans. They kicked him out of New Orleans. So they don't like him. So I don't think he's gonna stay in Oklahoma City Thunder either. There also there's also news that they're gonna work with Chris Paul's agent if he wants to get a trade, which he probably will. And the preferable destination uh, sources say are the Miami Heat. Now I I I don't know why Chris Paul. Well, want to go to Miami with with another toxic player in Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's been on three teams in the past three years, if I'm not mistaken. Philly, well, Minnesota, Philly, and now Miami. He got kicked out of Chicago because he was he told Fred Hoiberg, "Don't coach me hard enough. Get him out of there." He goes to Minnesota. He 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 publicly. Publicly calls out Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins for their softness, you know, and is playing. I beat you with, with some bums, aka the third team. Okay, and then then you get kicked out. They ship you out to you know Philly. You go to you were the man in Philly. Well, not really the man. You were one A to Joel Embiid. You were the closer. I'll say that. You get the second round. Kawhi Leonard makes an incredible shot, and you say I'm out deuces. I'm going to Miami because I want to. I want to be like my mentor, Dwayne Wade. It's Wade County. It's not. It's not Jimmy Butler County. That don't even sound right. Come on now, let's go back. Now I'm gonna go back to this Chris Paul, and Russell Westbrook, and James Hart. I think the Houston Rockets are going to win all, win the whole thing. Because here's here's the thing. 
Russell Westbrook, hungry. James Harden, hungry. Mike D'Antoni, even though I don't know why there's a D in his name because he plays no defense. His team's never played defense, no adjustments at all. But anyway, he's hungry to go to his first championship and go to his first finals. If that happens, nobody can ever say, nobody wants to play with Russell Westbrook. Paul George left him. KD left him. That's on. That's an indictment on Oklahoma City Thunder. I believe if Russell Westbrook was on any other team, if he was in L.A. before LeBron got there, if he was in the Clipperland before Kawhi and Paul George got there, if he was with Chicago, the New York Knicks, any big market or medium-sized market, I don't think Paul George would have left. I don't even think KD would have left. They left because I think nobody wants to play in a tornado alley, Oklahoma City Thunder. They don't want it. The owner's cheap. He get he gave he didn't want to give four million dollars to James Harden. He gave he said, I'm gonna keep Nick Collison, Kendra Perkins, and Ibaka. Wow. Wow. You literally just gave up the Golden State Warriors. Because let's be real, at that time, James Harden, he was young. KD, all of them were in their prime or going into the prime. And literally, you gave up three league MVPs in a matter of 10 years. I mean, good good Lord, how stupid can you be, Sam Presti? How stupid can you be? Now, Grant, he does have like seven or ten first-round draft picks. This isn't football, though. This isn't the NFL. This is not football. You can say, I want, I want, I want, this. I want a tight end. Give me two offensive linemen. Give me a backup quarterback. Give me a maybe a maybe starting quarterback. Give me a, a running back. Give me a cornerback. Give me a linebacker here and there. And give me a, a practice. Give me a kicker. I mean, 10 first round picks. I mean, good Lord. I understand you're rebuilding, but good God. What are you thinking? Russell Westbrook? How do you not ask? And I understand Chris Paul, but how do you not ask for Austin Rivers? How do you not ask for P.K. Tucker? How do you not ask for Clint Capella? How do you not ask for Eric Gordon? You say, oh, we, we'll take we'll take your two draft picks and two two pick swaps and uh and uh, give give us uh Chris Paul who we gonna get rid of anyway? Really, really? I mean, if you're rebuilding. Don't you want a centerpiece? I would. Now I understand you don't, maybe you not want to take on the contract of Eric Gordon. Clint Capella's a little overpaid. You know, P.K. Tucker's a role player. I get that. But you could have got Austin Rivers. I would have got Austin Rivers. That boy can play. A great six man. A great six man. Let me let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Uh, do you think that uh, the reason for all this movement is because players have too much power? Now, this is my personal feeling. I'm all for player mobility. I'm all for employee rights. <clears throat> I think that this is a model that needs to be adapted uh, for businesses. Uh, If you have the workers yielding really the profit and people come to see they're producing the product that's being offered, why shouldn't they gain more power? But here I think the danger is how do you build something without true commitment? 
Uh, these short-term deals, great. That means you can get them off uh, your books faster. But uh, what, what happens is you literally have two seasons and then you have to blow everything up. This is what I'm proposing. I say keep the mobility alive. If anything, increase it. I think this is me personally. Um, if you make the playoffs, you should not have any draft picks. You can have draft picks from other trades or uh, from other things you've acquired. Uh, but I think you create parity, uh, not by necessarily penalizing success, uh, but by making sure that those who did not achieve success get the most uh, opportunity to achieve. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I, I do like the parity in the league. I think it's great. You know, like you say, you know, it is hard to have dynasties in this day and age because, you know, Glenn, we just had a dynasty with Golden State, but, you know, now, with Kawhi going to the Clippers, and he literally just gave them, he just pretty much signed a two-year deal with a one-year with his third option, you know, to opt out to get, you know, the Supermax or go to another team. So, same thing, as Paul, same thing with Paul George. So, it is hard to have parity. Now, I do agree with when you said that if you win or you make the playoffs, teams uh, that made the playoffs should not have a draft pick. I get that. But if you don't make the playoffs, wouldn't that, wouldn't that make the teams want to take more? Because you would have more draft picks, right? So let's take the New York Knicks or Chicago Bulls, for example. Okay. They tanked for Zion. They did. None of them got it. 14%, 14% chance for New York Knicks, you know, and 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 New Orleans got over it. And True. New Orleans had like a two 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 uh, percent a chance. Two, yeah. two percent chance yeah. to get Zion. Yeah. So if you penalize people for making the playoffs, that gives a team teams the more sensitive more sensitive sensitive to tank because you get more. It's more pain. more ping pongs. There's more, you know, uh, players you can draft instead. Sure. Of, Instead of, you know, two players or one player, you know, sure. that means you could you could actually expand the rounds. Instead of having two, if you do what you're saying, Cody, yeah. if you do it like that, you could expand it from probably four rounds maybe. Because if you have the teams that don't make the playoffs yeah. have to keep intact. And the teams that do make, I mean, yeah, teams that do make, sorry, teams that do make the playoffs don't have a draft and teams that don't tank or whatever or they just don't make it and they have more players to draft that do that does give them uh more of a incentive to have better scouting more more people they can watch on on death not just going off you know highlights youtube instagram and all that sure but i don't know man i that's a tough one to call because, I mean, you look back in the 80s, I mean, the Boston Celtics won a championship and they drafted Lynn Bias. That's true. I mean, yeah, so. That, they, so And Reggie Lewis a few years later. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Right. Reggie Lewis, right, the uh, next two years. Whatever. I mean, so yeah. it's probably, it's, what you're saying is probably the opposite of what they try to do in the 80s. This is this is what I'm this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. I, I, I think you have to create a system uh, where success is not penalized. Uh, but opportunity has to be realized. And what I mean by that, so like, 
teams that don't make the playoffs increase the cap for them. Um, not substantially, not to the point where now they can, you know, gives them the definite uh, advantage in landing a, a, a free agent of somebody like Kawhi Leonard's stature uh, because they have basically more money to offer. Uh, but you do have to kind of, you know, level the playing field. Personally, I think the NBA is the greatest sport on earth. Uh, basketball, not NBA is a league. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's debatable. I, I like basketball. I, I like the NBA. Uh, but this is my this is my view. I th- I think you have to uh, help teams out like Sacramento, who I still don't think are going to make the playoffs uh, this year. Uh, I think they took a step back when they got rid of Willie Cauley Stein. Uh, that's my personal opinion. Uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm about to give my predictions. S- summer, you know the the preseason hasn't started. I'm about to give my NBA predictions for for the, for, for, the regular season. for the regular season 2020. 2019-2020, both conferences. Okay. Whole NBA. Okay. Lakers win 55 games. Lakers win the championship. That's my whole prediction right there. I can go a little further. Golden State gets bounced out first round. They don't get any higher than the sixth seed. Rockets are the second seed in the West. Rockets lose to the Lakers in a game six. Blowout. Game six blowout. I'm calling it now. San Antonio does what San Antonio does best. Play hard, try hard, win uh, marginally, uh, but they don't go any further uh, than a first-round exit. Portland uh, takes a step back this year. I think losing Myers Leonard, I think losing some key pieces, um, you know, kind of hurt them. I still think they are two superstars uh, short. Uh, that's me personally. I think getting rid of Ennis Cantor was a bad move. Uh, the dude played no. It does not. It does not matter. It does not matter. Myers Ennis Cantor is a fantastic to me uh, hustle player. His offensive skill is underrated. Um, he is just to me when you talk about true grit and tenacity. I mean, I think he doesn't get a lot of props. I'm not saying he's a superstar, but I'm saying he was needed on Portland. I'm saying it was a bad move. I got Nurkic coming back. Nurkic, what? I don't trust. I don't. You don't trust his legs. I'm not saying I don't trust Nurkic's legs. People get injuries. I mean, you know, this is the second time. Both injury, players. yeah, injuries happen. Injuries suck. Uh, but I just don't trust Nurkic. I think he's talented. I think uh, who's the center in Denver? The Joker. What's his name? Uh, you just call him the Joker. That's the Joker. Yeah, I think he's the best big. Wait a minute, big man, big man in the game. Awesome. I think he's fantastic. Uh, you know, you talk about a superstar in the making. He's a superstar now. Uh, let me go to let me go to the East. Toronto got worse. Oh yeah, by far, by far. Milwaukee got. I'm just saying. Yeah, Milwaukee's saying they didn't get any better. I mean, Giannis can improve. That'll help. But as a team, I don't think they took a step forward. Well, that it. Sorry, let me interrupt you real quick with the East. I do think Milwaukee. I don't want to say they stay the same. I'm gonna say. That they took a slight step back losing Malcolm Blondie. Because Malcolm Blondie, a better shooter yep. than Eric Bledsoe. Yep. A better player yep. than Eric Bledsoe. He's no. He's younger. He's younger. He's a better player. He's not a better player. He's getting paid way more. He has a higher ceiling. So he's a better player. No. He's a better player now, He's Cody. younger. Just because he's younger. He's younger. Cody, when, well, let me ask you this. When Malcolm Blondie came back, they were... When they came back, I think he came back the second round. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. They they destroyed who did they played in the second round. 
Who they played? Uh, played Detroit. They swept them. Who they played in the second round? They beat them in five. Boston. He locked up Kyrie all the time. That does Kyrie, not... He locked up Kyrie so bad. Kyrie said, I'm out of here. I'm going to Brooklyn. I mean, good Lord. I don't and think... Then, and then... He played so well, and he only had one bad game against Toronto. Remember, they were up 2-0, and everybody counted here, him out. Here, here, Except here. for me, I'm like, man, Michael, they just got to put Kawhi on Michael, and that was it. Michael Brogdon has Malcolm. Ta- M- Malcolm Brogdon has talent. He is exceptional. It, he is a rising star. But if I had to spend the money... $85 million is not bad at all. Like you just said, the, the cap... The cap was already higher. Right. It goes higher every year for the most part. Yeah. These players are getting paid ridiculous money. Do I think $85 million is overpaid for Malcolm Barnett? Probably. But there's way more other players that don't produce jack squat like Andrew Wiggins. This dude is a, not a bum, but he's a bust. There's a reason. There's a reason I, I, I LeBron didn't want him. No, I don't, you know what? Uh, I mean, 100, 100 and what? What is he making, $120 million? Why do you think Jimmy Butler was mad? He's like, Andrew Wiggins? I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, first of all, I don't – it's hard to call anybody a bust. Uh, I I don't – Anthony Bennett is a bust. I, I, I don't think – look, I – Anthony Bennett's not a bust? Look, I, I get – Kwame Brown? Hey, I, I get I get destroyed at LA Fitness. Wait, 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 I, wait, wait, wait. I, don't, I can't – I don't try to – Darko Milton <laughs> Yeah, he didn't play. That that I, now that might be official, but um, wait, I think wait, wait, Markel folks. No, Markel that's still, that's way too early. No, way not. too early. Markel way too early. Way way too early. Come on, man. Honestly, I think I think first of all, when Markel folks was on the court, oh, he God. was exceptional at scoring, driving, not shooting. I admit, but most rookies have problems. Holy, he was pump faking at the line. That does that does not matter. There's Twice. a lot. There's a, you, there's a lot of bad. There's a lot of bad free throw shooters. Being a bad free throw shooter does not mean you're that a you're, bad player. Yeah, that okay, you're a bad player. Markel Fultz has the correct height. He has the athleticism to sustain Who's in this league. Athletic? That's not. There's there's a lot of individuals that's not as athletic. Markel Fultz to me still has potential. I think you got to give Markel Fultz one more season before you can truly uh, make an evaluation. Let me, let me real quick. Let me, let, this dude said, Ma- not Malcolm, uh, Markel Fultz has the, he does have talent. He was in the first number one pick from Washington. I get all that, Cody. But come on, man. This dude, last time we saw Malcolm Brogdon, he was pump faking twice at the free throw line. Malcolm Brogdon, I mean, not Malcolm Brogdon. Sorry, yeah. sorry, folks. Markel Folks. That's that's how bad he is. I can't even remember his name. I mean, good lord. I mean, Markel Folks. <laughs> he was a, he was a report out there. This dude, Kevin. <laughs> Come on, man. Orlando's GM said, "Yeah, we don't know when he's gonna be back. His shoulder is messed up. Really? Is I, a- I I pay for his, but that's pretty much what he said." Good Lord, Mark Helfos. Come on, Cody. You can call people bust. Lonzo Ball's not a bust. He's, you know, he's he's not. I thought he was, but I I reneged on that. Mark Helfos is a bust. Andrew Wiggins, a bust. Anthony Bennett, a bust. And Kwame Brown, a bust. Just to name a few. Oh, Al Morrison, um, Darko Miller. There's there's been plenty out there. You can call people bust. If you're trash, you're trash. 
this, this is what I believe. I believe, I believe, you know, those in, those individual players um, have the necessary talent uh, to be in the NBA. Uh, so, Markel Fultz um, is, to me, has potential. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be on the record saying that. I'll be on the record saying that uh, Lonzo Ball is going to have a breakout year this year. I, I think he's going to be the most improved player. Um, I think Lonzo Ball is going to come back to show you that uh, the Lakers trade was a short-term solution, uh, but long-term it might not, you know, be advantageous. Him and AD will be uh, I think him and, AD will be him and Zion. I think the most interesting team to watch, other than the Lakers, is the Pelicans uh, because in the West, in the, in in the, the West, no, no, in the NBA, in the NBA. I don't know uh, because there's so much there's raw, talent raw talent. Uh, I'm not and saying they're going to be great on defense. Uh, but I'm, I'm saying that with Zion, with Drew, uh, with Lonzo, with Ingram, with Hart, I just think that they have enough in their core nucleus. Look, Jackson uh, Hayes, who's post-wise. Right, I, I saw that. Summer, yeah, but Summer League is deceiving. Yeah, yeah, the Summer League is deceptive. Uh, but that's all the time we have this sports segment. Uh, it's been real. All right, this is all the time we have. Thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you listening. It is what it is. Uh, as the segments uh, and the episodes increase, we'll be getting further uh, just into business uh, and politics and everything that has to do uh, with culture. Uh, looking forward to connecting with you. You can hit me up, CVMK33. Uh, follow me on Instagram and on Facebook and YouTube, CV Space K. Look out for my first uh, interview, a vodcast that we'll be releasing uh, soon. Thanks to Bird Media Group. Uh, special shout out to my co host of the sports segment, Mar, uh, Marsh Walls at Mar Knows. Follow him and his podcast. Uh, look forward to connecting with you family real soon.